Welcome to The Intersection by Blue Water, your monthly podcast where we discuss the technology and solutions that amplify your organization's stories and leave a lasting impact on your customers. Welcome to The Intersection with Blue Water. I'm your host, Sean Heath. Now, you know, the Amazon effect is real and it's scary. Well, let me let me preface this a little bit. It's real for everybody, but it's not scary for everybody. Someone who has absolutely no fear of the Amazon effect and actually understands it as well as just about anybody is my guest on the podcast today. And that is, of course, Eric Thompson. How are you today, Eric? I'm doing wonderful, Sean. Thanks for having me. So I do want to jump right into the deep end of the pool here, um, the Amazon effect. Now, as the fear of the Amazon effect appears to be calming down a little bit. Is there a renewed sense of optimism that you're noticing with brick and mortar retailers? Yes, uh, I do see that, uh, Sean, quite a bit. The And really the whole Amazon effect, I think, started in late 2018 when they started their Amazon Go store in Seattle. I mean, this was revolutionary at the time where uh, a customer can come in and really experience a whole frictionless engagement with their with the uh, with the customers. So, yeah, absolutely, it's it's been a, a big change. I don't know that I would ever feel comfortable just walking into a store, picking up some products, putting them in a bag, and walking out. I would feel like I was shoplifting every single time. <laughs> and yeah, I've, I've read several articles about that. And uh, they say, if you don't feel like you're shoplifting, it's not the right experience. So that's kind of an interesting way to put it. It's it's so counterintuitive because when I think about technology and retail, I think about a, a fancy hand scanner or some sort of tablet that I can use within the retail experience. And yet it seems as if the goal of technology in retail is to make me not realize that there's technology in my retail. Exactly. It's it's a seamless customer experience is what they're what. Uh, all retailers are kind of striving for these days. And and, and a kind of an interesting um, fact out there, and I was actually kind of blown away when I read this, but customers spend an average of 118 hours a year in a checkout line. That is a, that is a huge number, 118 hours a year in a checkout line. And kind of also tying into that, 86% of shoppers out there avoid going to stores with long lines. So this is a really uh, interesting topic that retail has to has to face. Well, you know, I, I will be honest and admit when I go to the grocery store, I always do the self-checkout. And I don't know why. Uh, because there are times, if, I, if you go to busy time during the day, there can be a line at the self-checkout too. So if I'm trying to avoid the lines, I'm not doing a great job of it. Right, right, exactly. And I think that's where retail um, is ready to take kind of the next level here. And that's the, the whole customer experience. And it's a positive experience, not a negative one, which, you know, checkout lines, any type of waiting um, is a bad thing for retail. You know, the first step in making uh, an improvement, uh, specifically when it comes to any sort of technological advance, is deciding to make that improvement. How hard are you finding that to be for some retailers? 
I see it being very difficult for, for many retailers. And a lot of retailers uh, out there that have been in business for, for a very long time and uh, are kind of going both ways. And we've seen, you know, over the last 30, or actually over the last two years, over 30 retailers have filed for bankruptcy for one reason or another. So you're seeing a lot of companies that with similar uh, customer bases that are kind of going in two directions. And I can give you, give you a quick example of kind of a, couple department store names that we'll all recognize and Nordstrom's is one and we also have Lord and Taylor as another one. Both have been in business over a hundred years and Lord and Taylor is facing the verge of bankruptcy right now. It was just announced about a month ago with their parent company uh, Hudson Bay Company but Nordstrom's on the other hand has sort of embraced technology in their stores and they're actually doing doing quite well so it's a, it's a it's an interesting tale of two similar companies yet taking different paths let's create a hypothetical situation i'm a retailer and i am really struggling to take the leap what is the initial fear removal conversation going to sound like well and i even take it a step back from there sean the retailers really have to understand their customer base and this is really changing dramatically with uh, the baby boomers and the Gen Z transitioning from baby boomers to Gen Z and millennials and so forth. But a lot of the customers are digitally native. So they grew up with a cell phone in their hand or an iPad in their hand, and they're very, very comfortable using that technology for good. It does seem like the mystique of the quote-unquote retro experience uh, quickly loses the romantic element when it starts to take too long to accomplish a certain task. Yeah, because as I said, customers are basing their shopping experience on um experience out there so is there a, a special satisfaction that you get in being able to keep something very advanced simple to use for your customers yes and i think you hit the nail on the head earlier in the conversation is you if technology is done right it should not be another issue for somebody to try to figure out it should be very seamless it should not create more friction on that customer experience. Now we've talked about a, a, a retailer or a customer deciding or realizing that they need to make some changes. They need to make some improvements. And part of the process you mentioned they go through is making sure they understand their customer base, uh, making sure they understand the things that those customers really actually want. I would imagine that is a very personal experience for a lot of companies because you have to have a, I, I mean, you can't really do something as, as simple as just try and take a poll to get an accurate feel on the pulse of your customers, can you? I mean, it's a little more involved than that. Yeah, it, it is more involved. And I think a lot of retailers are doing a very good job of having customized apps, you know, for their online purchasing and so forth, which seamlessly integrate into the in-store experience. And you're also seeing in the retail environment, a lot of data being collected with, you know, sensors and beacons that tell 
where a customer is at in a particular store and their travel patterns and you know all of these good things that uh, this good data that can be used so yeah it's 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 very very uh, interesting how that's working out since we are talking about retail in general and I noticed that you did not differentiate between online retail and retail you just consider everything retail it doesn't matter what environment it takes place in right that's correct that's correct so if that is the case um, I know that there is a bit of a of a blend between uh, the technological concept of AR or the physical concept of geofencing and bringing those things into the real world talk to me a little bit about that challenge that you face in trying to interlock those technologies with a real-world human interaction. Yeah, and, and AR, augmented reality, I should say, is a very interesting technology that's out there for, for retailers. But one example, Sean, I like to use is when a customer can walk into a store, for instance, and he's researching a product on the shelf, and you can use your mobile device right now if the store has the technology to kind of scan that item and find out different things that you would like to know about that product. For instance, if you want to know a little bit more about the company and their sustainability practices and so forth, that type of information is available at your fingertips. There's an interesting technology that is starting to come out that seems very Star Trek to me, and that is the ability to map onto a mannequin. Are we getting to a point where I will be able to see different clothing projected onto a mannequin to kind of get a better visual sense of how it looks? Is that actually a thing? Yes, it is. And actually, you know, the clothing retail industry has has kind of lagged behind in technology, but there are some really interesting things. And what what you brought up is the projection mapping. And we've seen this um, being tested at the Lululemon store in San Jose, California. And right now, for instance, if a customer walks in the front door and they see a particular clothing item on a mannequin, there is projection mapping in 3D that's coming down and actually highlighting different aspects of their clothing, the zippers or their waterproof you know, aspects and so forth. And also, I, I, kind of a fun thing that can happen, and it hasn't happened yet, is if you have that uh, app technology for Lululemon, and it knows that you're there, it could, you know, specifically, you know, highlight different things that Sean would be interested to know about, or your wife, and 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 explain that right there on on the clothing. So yes, absolutely, very fascinating things happening there. Another thing that I think that could be very helpful in solving an issue for me is I don't know of many things that are more frustrating than walking into a store, seeing something that I like, maybe a pair of shoes or some pants that I like, and 
not seeing my size on a shelf or on a rack and having to find a salesperson, can you see if this thing exists? And then there's the whole, you know, well, let's go to this terminal or let me look it up on my handheld and see if this exists. And then after a five minute wait, they say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that one. But this other store has one over 26 miles away. If that store already knew my sizes and my my profile and recognize me when I come in the store, it can tell me immediately on even on my phone, yeah, this thing's not here, but we can have it shipped here and have it here for you tomorrow. That seems to me to be the the level of personalization that we are headed towards. Yes, absolutely. And the level of personalization, um, and this is kind of on the back end is kind of what you're describing as far as inventory control and so forth. And the, the new Zara store in Hudson Yards, New York, has a very unique inventory system, very similar to what you're explaining. Uh, but they are fulfilling online ordering from an actual retail store as well. So this is this information and as you mentioned your size and so forth is constantly up to date and current and 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 real and we're seeing you mentioned having things shipped you know the next day or two that is actually taking place many times the same day now in some of these larger uh, environments so so some of these stores are using their actual brick and mortar locations in a warehousing sense Yes, yes, that is happening. And as I mentioned, Zara at Hudson Yards in New York, it's a very, very interesting uh, inventory control system that, that is using, using that for online and in-store. You have quite a few years, and that's not me saying that you're old. That's me saying you're experienced. <laughs> you have quite a bit of experience with fixtures. Yes. And an understanding of that human-machine interaction. Yes, Are there some technologies with regards to POP, to fixtures, to displays? Are there some technologies that are starting to come to the forefront right now that really have you energized? Yes, absolutely. The the whole facial recognition uh, aspect of technology, I think, is the next level beyond Amazon's, you know, walk in and walk out technology. I think facial recognition is something that's absolutely fascinating. And we're seeing the facial recognition software, you know, incorporated into kiosks when you walk in the front door. And I like to use um, a couple examples and, and really probably my favorite example is what's happening over in China right now with facial recognition. And specifically, if you go into a KFC store in Hangzhou, you walk in, look at the the kiosk, and it recognizes who you are, and, and you order your food, and away you go. It, it has everything all tied together there. Now, the kind of the flip side of that, here in the United States, where, where those have, have been following, the facial recognition has actually been banned in San Francisco. So, you think of the hub of technology in the United States has now banned facial recognition technology. So this is going to be interesting to see how this one plays out in the next few months. Now, Eric, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know necessarily if I want uh, 
a fast food restaurant announcing to everybody that this is my sixth visit to that restaurant this week. I'm just saying that's me personally. I would feel, you know, I love I love certain restaurants, but I don't think everybody needs to know how much I really love those restaurants. <laughs> that's a that's a really good one. I mean, you know, it's like the old uh, cheers when uh, Norm would walk in and everybody would say his name. I don't want everybody behind the counter at KFC saying Sean when I walk in, necessarily. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good one. One more question that I want to ask, because I know how uh, incredibly busy you are today, and I really do thank you for taking the time. Uh, and this question is kind of on a, on a personal level. So we're talking about technology and retail. Um, and facial recognition and all of the different ways that technology can help speed this transactional negotiation. As, as someone who knows technology as well as you do, how smart is your home? I mean, do you really trust your refrigerator to make sure you don't run out of eggs? Well, it's, it's interesting because I test a lot of these uh, technologies out in my home and some of them work great and some of them do not. And it's just something that, you know, when you're at the cutting edge of this technology revolution that we're seeing in retail, I think it's it's don't be afraid to try it. And if it doesn't work, don't be afraid to start, try something new. And that's that's kind of my message for all retail out there is is don't be afraid because this is this is the way it's going. We don't know. The exactly of facial recognition will be the next thing, but there's no reason to be scared of it. Let's let's all get in this together. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking time today. I know you have a few uh, trips and trade shows that are going to come up a little bit later this year, and I, and I wish you safe travels, of course. I would love to have another opportunity to talk to you uh, a little later uh, in the year once you've had an opportunity to see what the next big thing is going to be, and I'd love to have a, a chance to get your take on uh, the next technology that we're going to find out about in the next few months. Well, thank you, Sean. And it's uh, it's never been a more exciting time in my 25-year career in retail is right now. This is absolutely just a, a wonderful time to be in retail. Today on The Intersection with Blue Water, it has been my pleasure to have a conversation with the senior sales executive with Blue Water, Eric Thompson. Eric, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Sean, and look forward to talking again. <laughs>